It's a very narrow home. So so the, this, what we're in right now, is a townhouse, and my lot size across is about 17. Inside you, wall, 16. You get what it, yeah. yeah. So let's say it's 16 across, so it's yeah. half of this room that, that we're looking at. It's actually seven feet on the interior, too. There you like go. seven point something. Really? Very narrow. Like, that's half the house. Yeah. It was, it was actually interestingly laid out. Like, it was, it felt being there in person, like, it, aside from the bathrooms, it sure. was kind of spacious. So what do you think? This is the future? Um... I don't think I could live in a space that small. Welcome to the Tom Story Show with Steve Karish and Tom Story, where we discuss everything real estate or whatever else is on our minds. back everybody to another episode of the tom story show uh this is our final in-person toronto special edition one for now as you can see steve is real here still here he's a real person i'm poking him currently but officially you are sick of me so this is the last one yes exactly sounds good but we'll still come back virtual every single week um we have another great guest and just before i introduce her i want to remind everybody who is uh, bringing us this podcast today so masters academy is coming to north toronto actually vaughn specifically the universal event center um, by peter and paul's and it is happening on november the 14th and 15th Basically, the deal is, is that if you watch or listen to us and you're a real estate agent, there is not going to be a better place to be probably in the world on those two dates if you want to actually get better in your business, learn from people that take it seriously, and want to level up and get in a room with people that uh, that enjoy what we do. Absolutely. So you too can save uh, $200? $200? $200 off. Using the link in the description below, uh, as Tom said, uh, this is the place to be, at least in for sure in Canada, if not the world, to learn. Last year we had a bunch of folks from no, what, last time we did it in person Iceland? from Iceland yeah. or something. It was insanity. Uh, this is the spot to be to level up and become a better real estate agent for not only your benefit but for the benefit of your clients. I think everybody should be there. The amount of people that fly in is crazy. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what else I can say that we haven't already said on on well uh, for previous the, for our ne for our guests as well. Like you're going to be there. Yeah. Are yeah. you going? You just told me. I'm in. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to send you the link. You're going anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's honestly awesome. Uh, November fourteenth, fifteenth, Masters Academy, hosted by Richard Robbins International. It's fantastic. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I always love coming to Toronto. Now I used to come to Toronto. Mm. It sucked. Then RRI happened, and I met Tom, and now everything is awesome. There you go. It's so. the people. It's the people. It is the people because it's definitely. <laughs> hey, hey, you watch what you say. <laughs> hey, man, no mountains. I'm out. All right, uh, let's get into the show here. We've got Miranda Caldwell with us. Did I say it right? Caldwell. Yeah, Caldwell, it right. right? Our most famous. Our most famous guest. Yes. Not true. On the TikToks. On. Hey, Can you explain TikTok to Steve? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> First of all, I heard how many. Uh, followers on any social media platform there has to be a, an equation to like make it an apples to apples thing. but still no it's way cooler if you say the highest number okay two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand people mm -hmm. have chosen to say yes i want to see what that person has to say about real estate has and looking to at houses. show about real <laughs> show okay, about yeah because you take a different approach than tom and i do yes you take a design approach yeah you love houses i love i'm obsessed i'm glad you gave me the tour of your space yeah 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 that yeah. was funny you walked in here and you're 
let's let's you take know what a, I, you know what the house. I wanted to ask you, and we'll get into the market here because I know a lot of the viewers and listeners want to talk about the market, but I've had some people that are thinking of getting their real estate license reach out to me and be like, I love houses, I love architecture. I'm like, that's all great. But it's not necessarily enough to be a good realtor. Like no. you have to be good with people and understand all the other stuff. But you've taken that love for it and mixed it into your business and been successful. So what's that been like for you over the last four years, three years, three and a half years, four years? Yeah, I think it's just real estate's like a combination of a lot of things: marketing, houses, architecture, yeah. business. So I've always had like a side hustle, and now I just have one side hustle right. that is real estate, <laughs> but I can do my own website, my own marketing, all that fun stuff. So I have my own, like I made my own website, for example. So how do you, how have you got the attention through, it's TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know what TikTok is. So I'm, I'm 42 years old. That is something, I don't know. I, I don't get it. So people just love houses. They love seeing, they love being like me and like wanting to creep behind the closed door and seeing how other people live. I don't know. It must be a habitual thing. And have you found, because so the, the videos that you're most well known for on TikTok are you walking somebody through a house that is unique in some way, right? Yeah. So I really look for the interesting houses. Um, you know, exposed brick is really cool. The loft style properties or houses with secret doors. I have a very uh, interesting specific search set that's a property alert hmm. online and that's how i see the ones that come through that i think will be cool so these are not always necessarily your listings that you're they're never featuring. My, well rarely my listings oh, okay so I you legit them. like like houses and you're like i'm yeah. just gonna go show people <laughs> yeah. some pretty cool shit yeah i love houses i i i consider it research because my husband now mm -hmm. he's congratulations a, thank you he's a contractor but uh i it's like our dream to build like really cool custom homes but like when i say cool i mean with a slide for example mm -hmm. inside <laughs> like <laughs> yeah uh you had me at secret room i've always wanted a secret hey did, did you did either of you watch that movie when you were well maybe not you were a teenager we were children um called blank check i was literally just gonna say that okay yeah that's you the best that movie? movie yeah it's a slide from inside straight into the pool it's like if a seven-year-old was given a million dollars what yeah. would they do I right think, yeah i, I yeah. think that was on i mean this is way too old for you guys but uh with ricky schroeder the silver spoons old 19 or early 80s and it was like rich kid had all that sort of stuff i yeah. think we need to make a list of like the coolest house movies that's a good ever. point i don't watch movies you don't watch me you listen so to podcasts I'm a podcast person. what do you think would be the thing so like if you slide is obviously a an awesome thing yeah like if you could okay, you're, you're <laughs> dreaming for all you audio <laughs> listeners right now she's like i so want to slide in my house i so want to slide i yeah. literally thought about it in my house right now because mm. we have a empty basement so i'm like hmm, what's the most creative way we can get down there so a slide would be number one yeah what are other things if there was unlimited budget and you're going to build your sims house in real life okay i actually have the floor plan for this <laughs> yeah there's a another tiktoker who i met well, on tick through TikTok, I haven't really met her, but mm -hmm. she posted a house and I was like, that is the house that I've been picturing in my head. And she posts the floor plans, which people are obsessed with seeing. They yeah. love floor plans because they go in and build these houses in The Sims. Right. Okay. Which I've done again with this floor plan. And um, to answer your question, so it's got like a third story movie room with a sunken conversation pit, you know, like yeah, from the yeah, 70s. Yeah. The slide is from the movie room to the basement and then it peeks out somewhere like in the main level so it becomes can, transparent yeah you can see that it's there but it's not like disrupting the flow of the home it's just like what is that and then so you have to be on the third floor then you can slide to like the 
the basement, which is a playroom or some other kind of cool space, like the man cave or whatever. And there's got to be a secret room down there. Are slides not in most houses because of fire code? Would that be an issue? Shouldn't I don't that know. be a requirement because of fire code? <laughs> yeah. I just don't take no for an answer. So <laughs> if there's like a way that I can do it, I'll find it. My brain goes to dad mode immediately. We're like, who's going to clean the inside of that slide? Yeah. It cleans itself. It's got like static electricity. So don't you know when you like go through the slide and you're just like blowing yeah. your hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's cool. This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by Lendlord. If you've not heard of Lendlord, it is a software platform designed for real estate investors. It helps you easily track your portfolio and get reminders when things like rent and utility payments are due. But the best feature and my most favorite feature of the entire platform is something called a deal analyzer. This is where you, as a real estate investor, can log into the software, plug in your future potential purchase, and the system quickly comes up with important information like cap rate, cash on cash return, and even future potential values. It's a totally free software, but listeners of the Tom story show can get 90 days of the upgraded paid version right now totally for free by either clicking the link down below in the description or going to landlord.io slash tom show and if you're a real estate agent and you're not using this software to quickly and efficiently analyze deals for your clients well i think you're doing your clients a disservice download landlord today for a quick and easy way for you to analyze not only your own future purchases but those of your clients so again that's landlord.io slash Tom Show to sign up right now and listeners of the Tom Story Show receive 90 days of the paid version totally for free. I have tried this software myself. I think it's fantastic and extremely useful as a real estate investor. Sign up today. That's landlord.io slash Tom Show. And now back to the podcast. I actually have a fantastic, totally off-brand like slide story. I went to this uh, on my vacation. I ended up in this town called Valemont, BC, which is the worst town in BC. Stephen, and I don't be rude to the people of <laughs> uh, the that six town. people in Valemont, BC. And so we went to the pool, and they had a little water slide there. And by little water slide, I was like, okay, this is for the kids. The first half was like I almost couldn't get down. <laughs> the second half was the fastest water slide I've ever been <laughs> on in my life. And my wife's like, you almost hit the other side of the pool when you came out. Was so it big? Like it was two stories. Whoa! But it was anyway. Total side. Total wow. side. Let me give my quick one then. I went to the Bahamas like five years ago mm-hmm. and in Eleuthera, the Atlantis, they have the, I think it's called like, not the leap of faith, but it's some scary name. And it's this slide where you just basically go like this. And then what's happening is you go through and and it becomes transparent and there's sharks swimming. I've seen that. Yeah. Ugh. There's a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie with that slide in it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. That was like my dream as a kid to go to Atlantis. Yeah. It's there's, pretty cool. There's a resort in Mexico. It's excret art. I'm saying that so wrong. It's okay. not how you say it. But there's slides and there's an adult side of the resort and there's a kid side of the resort. So the slides on the adult side are literally just for adults and they go into this like lazy river that's meandering through the whole property. It is gorgeous. It will ruin your all-inclusive experience if you go there. Because then you're going to expect that every time. It's just like the nicest all-inclusive I've ever been to. <laughs> nice. This is the first ever conversation about slides. <laughs> um Okay, so as a active real estate agent mm-hmm. in the city of Toronto, what are what have you seen in the last thirty days? Like, what are you seeing, market wise, client wise? Like, what's the general feel? I think that a lot of agents and like just the conversations we're having, it's it's more confusing than we expected. Like, 
the buyers are a lot slower to make decisions. Yeah. Um, but also then there's like weird multiple offers on places for some of them. I got a message in my team chat yesterday mm -hmm. for a condo down by the water in like a relatively new building, 15 offers. Yeah. Like, I don't know where. I, I don't know. I, I didn't check the price. I'm assuming it was like a 499 or something. Yeah. But even when you're getting multiple offers, you're not getting crazy over asking. Like you're getting like two to 5,000 over asking. Yeah. Maybe. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like normal and safe. Yeah. To proceed it's a lot nicer. The market. It's it a is lot nicer. so much nicer, mm -hmm. right? Like I remember the first time I had a buyer, this was probably 2012 that went over asking mm -hmm. and it was the craziest thing because we won the house by like five grand and people were just like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you went, you, you were going to offer me more? Yeah. It wasn't. And now it's like, that's become the regular thing. I've got a question. The, the recent homes that you featured on your TikTok account. Mm -hmm. And by the way, someone listening or watching, what's your TikTok? Meet Miranda. Meet Miranda. Okay. Um, because you go out of your way to pick homes that are unique, have all of those sold? They're often in a higher price point. So even in the busy market, they, they don't sell quickly. Right. And uh, I find a lot of them, the seller doesn't always want to let go of it. Mm. So it's almost like a... Can I swear on this podcast? I don't know. Yeah. I already have. It's almost yes. like the, I, Jeff and I call it like the fuck you price. It's like <laughs> you don't want to sell, but I'll sell it. Like if you want to buy my house for three million, I'll move out right now. Do you think right. the people that have like these crazy weird houses that have things like slides in them yeah. or whatever, they just have such a like, my stuff is just the coolest. This yeah. is the most awesome. So they're just like you pay for it or. It takes it from housing to art almost in some of those yeah. instances. And like, that's why I think art, as an industry can be like very unpredictable because yeah. it just means it needs to have one person who will pay that. Like if you had a house with a slide right now, I, I would probably like go out of my means <laughs> to buy that. <laughs> Mind you, I want to do it myself. Like I like the creativity part, but that type of thing, like it can make people go gaga over a place. Mm. How often would you use this slide? All the time. You that's how so? that, that would be my primary means of transportation. <laughs> <laughs> right into the garage. Well, you know what you need is a convertible. Yeah. And just have that thing just shoot you right into the driver's seat of your car. Like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I think too, like for those type of properties that are at probably $2 million plus for the most part, mm -hmm. um, that are super unique and there's no apple to apple comparison because yeah. of what they put in or where they brought in the finishing from where in Italy or, you know, you can go through all those things. I remember years ago, I showed a $3.8 million church conversion, which was like Love the most those. gorgeous thing ever. Mm -hmm. And it was a client of mine's parents we were showing it to. They didn't end up buying that, but they did buy another property. And with those super luxury stuff, a lot of times the listing agent is going to be there for yep. the showing mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you go over a certain price range. And we just asked them straight out, like, how did you price this? And they just went, hmm, this is just what we thought. Like yeah. there was no comparable. And There's they were very no open comparable. about the fact that like me and the sellers don't know what this is worth. So yeah. we priced it at this price and we're going to see if we can get it. And they eventually got, I think they ended up selling for 200 under, mm -hmm. but they got a really good price. What was the, what was it? A container home or something that yeah. you featured? Tell me about that. That one was listed for 1.9. I was actually so surprised. Is that sold? Dollars of, yeah. of, these are, no, these are sea cans. From I, I haven't checked lately, okay. but I don't think it's sold. So these are like sea cans. These are big containers. Yes, but people assume that the price is cheaper because they're like refurbished. These are brand new from what the listing agent told me. Okay. It also had a basement, which I was very surprised about. So, so they, it's like, on a foundation? It's on a foundation. Like there's a basement apartment in that mm. property. There's okay. a tenant down there. Um, 
there's a toilet in the bedroom. I did. That yeah. was the thing that a lot of people were freaking out over. I didn't show it because I hate showing toilets. Like I never show a toilet in my video. Yeah. Um, but I think it's people kind of want to see it. It's interesting. But they actually talked about that because something happened with like the construction. It was a mistake. And they just thought, you know, the buyer, whoever buys it can put that. If you saw on the, on the second floor, there was like a closet bathroom, like a very narrow, basically like what you see in a bar sometimes mm. where it's just like the tiniest little sink powder mm. room style. You could make that back into that and then it wouldn't be a toilet in your bedroom. But so is this in the master? This is in the primary bedroom, yeah. Steve, wow. get your yeah. uh, pronunciation correct, okay? Oh, jeez, man. I'm not doing that. We're not there yet. Well, we are. Uh, anyways. In the primary bedroom. Uh, what I noticed, though, in your video, what the one that I watched, is and you made it clear at the beginning, like, this is a three-unit yeah. house slash yeah. shipping container. Yeah. Um, You showed one of the units, the primary one, because I'm sure the other ones were tenanted. Um, the or... basement one was, Okay. Yeah. And I think most people that watch that video watch what you showed them they and just said they think this costs two million dollars yeah what they don't know maybe is the rental income potential from the others and i'm not saying that the price is right or wrong i have no clue no but the, i mean the rental market you know what that's like right yeah. now so um they like were yeah like i don't think i don't know i can't say too much about it but i don't know if the owner is like super enticed to leave they don't have to sell yeah, it's mm -hmm. just they want to do you think so that's another art piece Oh, absolutely. Right. I, yeah. It's the only reason somebody would probably build, or was it some sort of concept? I mean, this was, this wasn't individual container because you know what they do <laughs> where I am, um, the homeless issue that mm -hmm. is going on, they're literally stacking sea cans and like, here's your apartments. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's crazy. I, I will say it helped. It really helped. It cleaned up the area because it gave those people somewhere to go. Yeah. Um, and then they removed it for that's the other issue it's really easy to take apart so like mm. the government changing their mind on whether or not they want it there or not is is really quick we have happen. a whole market in Toronto called stacked market yep and that's it's a cool spot. it's like the same mm -hmm. yeah what it's like a what? temporary market eventually it'll be a development site for something but for the last what three years two years three years feels like longer than that yeah uh, it's like these cool little stores and it's it's shipping containers it's really? called stack market there's stack you have to go yeah it's oh, cool man it's very close to my office which you've been to so is it retail or it's not housing retail it's retail really there's like a, a cool like uh i think belgian moon is at the back you can go grab a beer so on the it's patio a bit and... more of a long-term pop-up yeah it's a long-term pop-up yeah. yes it's like rotating stores quite frequently crazy yeah it's pretty cool what I, what i noticed on your video because as soon as I, i'm like at the point now we're like I feel old because I find out about, about, about TikTok things a week later on Instagram, right? Like that's <laughs> that's like the like I'll joking. show Brianna um, and she'll be like, yeah, I know about this. I'm like, okay, I just figured it out. Mm -hmm. When I saw you post about that house, I was like, I got to go to your TikTok and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that video blew up. It's like 2 million views now. Yeah. And the first comment or the first one that I saw was like, wasn't the whole point of shipping containers to make housing more affordable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a $2 million house, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's land value that's of not course. being factored in. Of course. But, um, Is that I, in Toronto, the city of Toronto? It's in Toronto. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. um, it's Don't near... tell me cross streets. Okay. I have no, no idea. What, what, <laughs> what area is it? It's like near Sororan Park. Okay. So it's a good area. But it's north of that. One of the things I liked is at the beginning of the video, you literally like stretched out your arms. Yep. And like you were almost your arms almost it's were the yeah i was like oh so it's only than my, one container it's literally eight feet wide oh so they didn't even like stack them like no it's jenga three blocks three stacked three stacked vertically on top of really? each other yeah oh but eight goodness. feet wide 
It's a very narrow home. So so the, this, what we're in right now, is a townhouse, and my lot size across is about 17. Yeah. But because we're connected on both sides, it is truly 17. Six, yeah, yeah. Like, basically. Six, inside you, wall, 16. You get what it, yeah. yeah. So let's say it's 16 across, so it's yeah. half of this room that that we're looking at. Like, on that side, right? It's actually seven feet on the interior, too. There you like, go. seven point something on the interior. So I'm guessing the stairwell doesn't go up one side, or does it? Uh, It doesn't. It. Yeah, it's like it would be like if the stairwell is right behind you. Really? Very narrow. Oh man, so it's like hallway stair like that's half the house. Yeah. It was it was actually interestingly laid out. Like it was it felt being there in person like it, aside from the bathrooms, it was sure. kind of spacious. So what do you think? This is the future? Um I don't think I could live in a space that small. <laughs> that's the part that gets missed, right? Yeah. Everybody's like tiny home, tiny home. Yeah. You got to live there. Mhm. Right, I mean, I, it's not a tiny home sucks compared to even a bachelor suite. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like they built this for the income potential by doing three separate units. If they had built this as just one home, mm -hmm. I think there'd be less pushback on yeah this or what the online is saying. He did indicate that you could put it back as to a single family unit, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's pretty obvious like how you would do that, but. It was, I think, purpose built for for that investment potential. Nuts. What else have you seen? What yeah. is uh, either a cool house or what do you think the trend? Like, do you look for trends in design? Is that yeah? That's what you're looking for. Absolutely. There's there's places that I'll see that are like, I actually get more insights when I'm looking at the places and going through and deciding I don't want to visit them. Mm. I find a lot of places are quick flips of like really old properties. And if I do show that type of thing, there's a lot of comments that are like, we think they ruined it inside. Like they did not keep any of the original charm. There's no character. Right. It's But I agree. Um, I try not to say bad things about the ones that I'm like getting permission to advertise. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, with an old home that has like a really storied history, it really depends because like some previous owners might have already ruined it. <laughs> so if you're just renovating like a, a right. gut job, then it's different. But um there's a lot of like research to find and just seeing what's what's out there. So I'm a moron when it comes to design. Yeah. The rule in my house is uh, I am the, I, we joke, I'm the finance and, and contracting department mm -hmm. and design is a different department. Um, what what are you seeing right now? Uh, like do you, do you, I'm gonna stumble over my words. Do you check out like developers? to stay in line with trend do developers follow people like you to stay uh, in trend how does that equation work a developer actually met me through tiktok which is okay. kind of cool so i'm he's he's uh releasing a really cool project that they have i think this fall and okay. they're doing like a really fun marketing promotion for it and they're doing like a almost like a california style open house where it's like a party um and I can't even remember what your question was, but just like how did the design trends yeah. go? So are those are those guys reaching out to you and going, okay, what do I do with my project? I wish or, or That'd are be cool. they think they should if they recognize the reach you have, mm -hmm. like you are a media company to them. What the views that you could get them, they could not pay very many other people to get that many eyeballs on their thing. Yeah, well, a lot of them with listing agents, like with the Container Home, for example, he had a lot of TikTokers going through. And obviously media like the news and stuff so there was a TikToker there before me okay um and they they're now like asking those people to go through so a lot of them are kind of attuned to it and then some of them are just 
still doing it the old way where it's like the gray everything just like very sterile which i feel like a lot of people don't like you brought up yesterday uh when we were talking that it would be good for developers to see the comments yeah. on your TikTok about the properties you go through or whatever to see what the actual public says. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't seem like they're taking a lot of actual feedback mm -hmm. from the people that are actually going to potentially buy it. It's just like, here's what we're going to do. And, and it's been such a heated market for so long. It's like, well, fine. We were actually talking to someone yesterday and they said they just bought a new built house mm -hmm. and they're, renovating, they're renovating the whole kitchen. Yeah. Because they're like, we just didn't like it, but everything else was good. We liked the floor plan. So isn't that crazy? They just Brand put it new and they're redoing it already. Yeah. I think a lot of the time it's about like the build and, you know, maybe good materials there. But when it comes to the design, it's like just the what's called like designer and that there's no like how it balances itself out and harmony and all that stuff. Um, and so I find that a lot of projects can look really cold. Do you is... think there's a way to make a nicely designed project at a nicely designed price. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like you can make an affordably, not a, you get what I mean here, yeah. like a not crazy luxury, but they cared about what they've done. Yeah. They like, didn't just get bulk pricing on this stuff and you know. Absolutely. There's so many options now for just colors and stuff. I think the, the thing I call like my least favorite thing is like the gray glam mm. where it's like gray everything and there's no warmth. I don't like things that look fake when they're not like sure gray floor you don't have gray floor it's okay <laughs> <laughs> is gray floor now out gray wood floor is the fakest looking thing ever <laughs> i agree with you it's like wood doesn't come in that color yeah so when you paint something that's interesting yeah like to, yeah. it's like at least try to make it look like what it is um what is a warm thing in in nature so hmm. it doesn't make sense to have like a cool toned thing that's inherently not Okay, designer, help me out here. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you which side of the argument I'm on. Okay. In my house, mm -hmm. my living room, is carpet. Mm -hmm. And? Which, uh, <laughs> the, the argument has always been, do we carry the hardwood through into the living room? Tom's picturing my house right now because he's seen it, so that's good. Yeah, I feel I like I need a picture. How much or, I also think the the what you are currently using the house for is relevant here. You have children. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, there's no like blanket. You statement. don't. You don't have a pet. I do not have you a pet. You got a fish, maybe or something. You have a fish. I am the pet. I got a fish, and I am the pet. <laughs> oh, <let's see>. Okay. <clears throat> so I think that that matters too. Right. Right. But well, I don't. What's the question? Do you get rid of the carpet? Is that is that like a that doesn't even happen anymore? You're not going to get. You're putting hardwood in carpet in or engineered anywhere but the upstairs of a home these days. I had like three, four years ago moved into a brand new condo and they had carpet in the bedroom. Yeah, it's still bedrooms, happening. I would assume. My yeah. unpopular opinion about carpet, like the upstairs of this townhouse is carpet because I moved in and just never did anything with it. Mm -hmm. Like if I was if I was building it out and probably would have just done hardwood throughout. But I weirdly too, like kind of just like in the winter, I get out of bed, I put my feet on the ground and it's carpet and it's like feels like a home. Yeah, it's it's cozy. I think people just don't like buying someone else's carpet because they're thinking about yeah. their bare feet yeah. that yeah. were on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Or the pet dander or yeah. whatever is deep inside it's difficult that to, disgusting to know carpet. if it's clean there's a downtown toronto condo that's extremely luxury mm -hmm. um one of the ones that you would buy more because of the name on the outside than whatever it's the hotel condo mix mm -hmm. 
and there's a unit selling for 2.5 to 10 million dollars in there and all the bedrooms are carpet yeah but part of that building is like the service like you get valet parking yeah you probably get someone to deliver your groceries out. yeah yeah my argument is um uh, same as tom when i roll for instance when i roll out of bed in the morning if my feet go on cold hardwood I would die. Yeah. Right. The homeliness of it is taken out. And mm -hmm. I feel the same way. I'll give you, I'll tip you the hand now. I feel the same way about taking anything out of the, the living room. When you're cozy, you're not going to probably lay on the hardwood with your kids or petting your dog. Like it's just, it takes the home out of it. Yeah. And the argument has always been in my house anyway, is like, you know, should we just take out this flooring, change it out, extend it all the way through. And I'm like, but then we're never going to use that living room as kind of a home center. Mm -hmm. This is the softest I've ever been on microphone, by the way. But like, honestly, like I'm not going to lay <laughs> down with my your... kids <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the trolls right now on YouTube are just, no, I think you talk no, about the market crash. I think the people that, <laughs> um, that, uh, uh, don't necessarily agree with some of the things you're saying are, you're oh, winning, the, you're winning them over. Yeah. No, you're winning them over oh, okay. right now. But like, I'm Steve's never just a big soft side. I'm <laughs> never going to do that. And I don't want to take that out because you know, there is the wrestling with your kids on the carpet and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That is like, that's what makes it a home. Kind of like what Tom had to say. Can you, can you a house, can a house be homey? but also nicely designed and not cold at the same time. Like, yeah. how do you find that? You have to like stop buying things because it's like the trendy thing and you have to buy it because you love it and it makes it, it makes you happy. Yep. Um, but if it's not like, if it doesn't look good for you, if it doesn't look good for other people, but you love it, I think it's okay. Mm. It's just when you're going to sell it, like, you know, there's a, pr a principle we could follow. What stumbling blocks do people come across when they're trying to, because obviously you're, given your situation, you are going to be on the staging side a hell of a lot better than I am. I love right? it. Like yeah. I don't, I don't get it at all. Yeah. When people are like, okay, we're going to stage the home for sale. I'm like, I'll send in the stager because I'm contract price. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is how we're going to present it to the future homeowner. Mm -hmm. What are, is it mistakes or what do you see most common where the people are just screwing up uh, for staging specifically yeah for yeah. getting ready for sale. oh that's a great question so explain to like, me <laughs> and steve uh, yeah you literally set it up perfectly warm staging cold staging yeah what's actual good staging that's going to help sell the property okay i'm going to talk about the worst kind okay when you use like a table underneath a duvet and make it try to look like a bed that they'll, is, that, they'll never know they'll never know Buyers sit on the things all the time. How will they know? Yeah. No, they do. I've sat on one of those things. Or it's like a, a cardboard box and all of a sudden oh. you're like, shoot, I well, think Because it broke says it. on it, please do not sit on bed. And you're like, why not? Yeah. In so many uh, vacant listings, it's like blow up bed. Yeah. Right? Even cardboard air mattresses boxes. aren't good because they deflate and the pillows like weigh them down and yeah, you'll come yeah. in and you're like, my bed has sunk. Right. So I think those like... You're making me look bad here because we do it all the time. <laughs> Although I will be Stop fair, it. I won't let you a, do that anymore. We have a different staging. I mean, at five, six percent or whatever is happening in Ontario. Yeah. Right. The structure of the commissions are different, and one so agent can lower. invest into a property. Well, in there's BC. an alternative. You can get a folding um, box spring, mm -hmm. and then what I did recently was like really thick mattress toppers, two on top of the other, mm. and I did like the run and jump onto the bed test. It passed. Mm. So, mm. you know, when buyers are running and jumping onto the bed. <sighs> gonna be fine <laughs> uh, the kids are jumping on the bed kids the do that yeah haven't yeah. you taken yeah they do that a lot yeah. you'd and be surprised I smack those children no just kidding yeah okay so uh, warm <laughs> sorry warm staging cold staging yeah well 
speaking of cold, my hands are like freezing, but I'm always cold. Um, it's really just about like, for me, curating every single experience that you have in a property and making sure none of them are negative. So sitting on a box that you expect to be cushy bed is a negative experience. And even though it's not specifically about the property, mm -hmm. it's still like, oh, right. I don't want any of that when you're walking through the home. Um, so yeah, I feel like cold staging is just like not thinking about the textures and the the warmth of like inherent objects. Like this is a very cold texture. Like mm. it's actually kind of warm right now, but stone is cold. Mm -hmm. So you would pair that with like wood to balance it out and just have a lot of like basically like a yin and a yang. You want to, you know, keep it very... What about when the buyer opens the fridge? Yeah, I stage inside the fridge. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just like really What do like... you do with all of the... Uh, your clients must be so much different than mine. <laughs> what do you do with all of the um, stuff that's in the fridge? It's really only just refreshments. So there's there's a lot of like really cute pop brands, like sparkling water brands in Toronto. But listen, there's 15 types of hot sauces and four half empty mustards in the back oh, of my fridge. Oh, I tell them to like put it in a cooler and take it somewhere else. I've 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 been really lucky live. with sellers just doing. They they'll just hand me the key and be like, it's. You do it. Do they not live in the house while the house is being sold? I've gotten really lucky and had people move out. Like they take it really seriously, but you have to uh, pose it as like your life is going to, especially in the market it was yeah. before, but they're going to be just bombarded with showings. You know, I could go on a whole tangent about this. Please. I would love to have an office one day with a, a separate apartment above and have that be like the hotel for, for clients. So I know an agent in Toronto that owns the property. Yeah. And what she'll do is is during the time again it's different now because stuff's sitting longer but she'll put her sellers in that property for like the weekend or whatever for yeah. the, all the crazy showings i think the first week is the most important because that's naturally when you're going to get the most showings. still yes. even though the market is crappy compared to where it was yeah. you're still going to get sold in the first 14 days ideally if you price right if you do it right yeah but so yeah they just they move all their stuff out um i have a storage unit so i've had people just like box all their stuff up i've actually sent reusable boxes and then we just pick up their boxes move it to my unit and i say like anything that you're that you've used in the past month keep it with you in a sp specific box and everything else that you haven't used for x amount of time we take it it feels like people here commit to the process a ton more yeah it's if they're doing aggressive. that sort of thing yeah i think the reality of it too is that if you want to compete as a active toronto real estate agent these are the things you, 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 you better have a staging team. You better take it seriously. You better invest in your clients' properties and make it look good. Because if you there's don't, somebody else... There's 65,000 of you to pick from. Yeah, well, there's a lot of like new people who just... like For me, I was like, I don't... I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but this year I wasn't making money from my listings. I was straight portfolio building mode. Okay, so that's really interesting though. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people think real estate agents just make this money. They no. th What they don't recognize is that, I'm not saying this across the board, but a lot of us spend a ton of money. Like my average, to get a, and your average is higher than mine, my average to get a property to the market is probably $6,500 out of pocket. Staging, photos, virtual tour, everything, a few like paint touch-ups. I don't pay for paint anymore, but all this stuff, like I know my average. Mm -hmm. I just got quoted on a staging job for a house and just the staging was 6,500. Hey, just I'll, the I'll stage for you now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Happy for you to stage me. Like, honestly, they don't recognize that, yes, we can make a good living in real estate if you're good at what you do. If you provide the value, you will get it back. Mm -hmm. But the amount of money that we spend, not everybody, but and I'm talking about Toronto yeah. here. Like, oh, my eyes are like, my number one, my number one expense is not even my administrator or staging. my real estate. Prep. It's staging. Yeah. It is staging. Yeah. I spend a ton of money on making properties look good. 
Yeah. And we don't go there because they can't, can't afford to. I don't can't think they afford can afford to. to based on their fee structure. Like, I think it's truthfully the two percent yeah. less, and that's also splitting with the other guy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you just don't have that built in. It's also not yeah. the norm, so you don't it's, have to offer it. it really, is not it is not the norm at all. And I, I saw the. I mean, staging the actual cost is no different here or there. I've looked into it, and I mean, for thirty days for a seven hundred square foot apartment, you're talking thirty five hundred dollars. That's the thing too that people forget is after that thirty days, it starts over. <laughs> well, then you got to pay a renewal fee. Now it didn't matter when the mar- everyone was selling in a week. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like looking at the days till my renewal fee on my staging, and it's stressing me out. That's why I decided to invest in my last staging. I just mm-hmm. bought everything. It cost me a little more, but now there's no renewal fee. So you have your own staging. Stuff. I have my own. Like I could now do the same thing with another unit of the same size. But I don't want it to look the same. So not like I'm going to end up with different stuff. But I actually have a design friend. She has an extra couch. She's like, I don't have anywhere to store it. Can I store it in your unit? You can use it whenever you want. So now 100%. I have two couches. Thank you. Yay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It is such a different world. Yeah. But if you want to compete in Toronto, you have to offer yeah, it. That's it. To. Like it's that's yeah. it. You have to. I don't really let clients pay for it because I don't want them to have a say about what's in the staging. Yeah, she'll always be like, "Take, let us take over here. Yeah. We're gonna do it." I'm, I'm so confident in the way that this will result in your sale that I'm willing to put that money up. Yeah, and I actually think that's interesting too. Like, you know, I had a listing earlier this year um, that I spent forty two hundred on staging, and we couldn't sell it, mm-hmm. and I lost forty two hundred dollars and the time and yeah. the photos. And you're also paying usually upfront for that, like it's paid for when the oh, yeah. day it's staged. The day, the day, day it's yeah. staged, and sometimes I don't get it to the market until four or five days after that, and then I'm five days into my 30-day contract yeah i yeah. have credit cards that i like speci- i don't even know if this is allowed but i specifically use one card that has like a later payment date sure and i'll like cycle them so that i can like spend two months before i pay it because i pay it off in full yeah I try to anyway yeah so you must spend a ton more time in the listing prior to yeah going live yeah which is nice because i feel like i really get a sense like i feel like spaces have energy this is like very woo woo but Mm-hmm. Matt Leonetti said he was soft so I'm like tell me more but um I feel like every space has an energy so especially in the ones that have like really cool stories you can really kind of capture what that is and try to work with it do you think the buyer cares um I think they subconsciously will be affected by it and that's yeah. what I'm trying to like environmental psychology I'm really reading into that um or like experiential design mm-hmm. which is a very big word but basically like and you think it's almost more important now when properties aren't flying off the shelves yeah yeah that oh, before way, it's like way more something that now. went up with a terrible floor plan that they do zero staging and it looked like crap still sells yeah now it's like now with 25 percent of active listings selling in the first 30 days it's basically where we're at you better be turnkey you yep. better look good you better stand out from you have to make people fall in love like they have to be like, yeah. I'm, this is my, I mean, it's obviously different if it's an investor project, like read the room and like figure out what type of place you're right. selling. But if you're selling it to an end user, like they need to feel like they are making that their home, which is like on a psychological level, a very big thing. Does it have to be a 10 right now to sell? I think. Does it have to be a 10 I 10? think the, the, either the price or the property, like it's always down to price realistically, yep. but both of them combined are like game changer because in february it was like anything over a three and a half we're putting an offer <laughs> yeah. in on. like uh, legitimately what's because you didn't have anything else to choose from there was nothing yeah right there was 1500 listings in my board and we should have seven thousand to be in a healthy market how okay. many you, how many you have right now 5600 
Okay. Realistically, those would still sell for more had they been more attractive. Like there's nothing wrong Probably. with selling being more desirable. So, I mean, for the buyers, it's like, I always tell my buyers to ignore the staging. Right. That's what I was going to ask because yeah. I do too. I'm like, yeah. fall in love with the stuff you can't change. Exactly. The location, the lot size, the school district. Yeah. Yeah. The staging is just there to trick you. No, And I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like it's it's sales. It's, it's, it's sales. Yeah. You're there to sell a property for the most amount of money if you're the seller. That is your goal for the most part. Yeah. Right? Well, it was one of my first experiences selling a condo was we walked in and this thing was staged. This was 12 years ago. And we just walked in and I was like, my guys are like, this is awesome. This is fantastic. And I was like, guys, remember when we were waiting for the agent to open up? And like, for some reason, a like shot of water came off of like, it wasn't a rainy day. I'm like, <laughs> there's been water sitting inside the building. And then we get inside and I'm like, look at the edges. It's all like that gray that's around the carpet on the outside because of airflow and whatever. I'm like, the only thing you like here is the furniture. Mm -hmm. Let's run away. Yeah. Right. The building was terrible. Thank goodness they bought something else. Yeah. But has, are we not living in a Pinterest world right now? Yeah. That, no, that's a big thing. But I think a lot of it is like, do you remember the Addison's? It was a bar downtown. Yeah. Like the, it was like a house. I love, I love house themed everything, but yeah. Didn't that turn into like a dog thing or it's a, a cat? cat park? A cat park. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, downtown yuppies yeah it's a cat park um really don't cool. cats hate each other I it's don't not think a... cats like going a lot of cats i mean they probably do i don't know maybe I cats want to go outside maybe cats want to go outside i don't know i've never been i feel like that would be a really cool feature like someone get out and just you should do like, a tiktok on the cat park. cat park you should you do a put TikTok that next on to your slide just a full-size human scratching post yeah I'll, maybe i'll yeah I'll anyway go. sorry this building <laughs> um the addison's was a house themed bar and it, I just feel like I, it was it's, cool. It's like a je ne sais quoi. You can't say like what was like exactly it, but it made it. The concept was like this really cool couple that everyone wants to hang out with. They left town for the weekend. You're house sitting for them, and you know pizza comes at the end of the night. The whole place huh. is like the yeah, palm cool. leaf. It was very cool, but I think that's like what people want to feel when they're buying a home. Is like wow, the owners are so cool. I'm attracted to that. I'm cool like the owners. I mm. want to live here too. I can see myself living here. Yeah. And even though they move in and don't it's treat not. it usually going to look same. that good? No. I mean, yeah. It's always hard. Like stage is like, it's stage. It's clean. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't live like that. I always warn our buyers when we go for like the buyer visit when yes. the staging furniture has been moved out. I'm like, just remember the potential of this space. We saw it at its max. Yeah. It's not going to be at its max right now, but yeah. you can get it back there. It's all know? feeling. That's funny that you mentioned that because there's a, in Portland, Oregon, there is a uh, bar called Shanghai Tunnel. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you walk in and the bar is closed. This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by the Story Team at Royal Page Signature in Toronto, Ontario. The Story Team focuses on satisfying all of their clients' wants and needs when either buying or selling real estate in the GTA. But don't take my word for it, they have way over a hundred five-star reviews on Google from clients singing their praises after amazing home purchases and sales. From downtown Toronto condos to semis to detached homes, whatever your needs, Tom and his team promise to provide an educated, honest, and transparent 
transparent approach to helping all of their clients achieve their financial and personal goals through real estate. So there is no need to search bus benches or newspaper ads anymore to find the right agent for you. Just visit www.storyteam.ca to book a call with the Story Team today. That's S-T-O-R-E-Y-T-E-A-M.ca. That's storyteam.ca. This communication is not intended to cause or induce breach of any existing agency agreement. And the bar is closed. There's nothing, there's no, no, I don't even remember if there was liquor on the, like, it was like, I'm like, what like it's is like a going ghost bar, on? Like, it's a ghost bar. Yeah. And then what you do is you walk to the back and you go down the stairs and, you know, back through these t- literally like tunnel style hallways. Mm-hmm. And you go down into the seediest bar you've ever been to, like beers or a buck. You can only buy like blue ribbons. Like it's garbage, right? There's like pinball machines everywhere. And it was the coolest bar I've been to. It makes you feel like you're like privy to an inside secret. You're like part of something yeah. that only you know about. Totally. So yeah. we went there. It was the worst bar we went to. It was probably the best but the experience. Most fun. Yeah. yeah, totally the most fun. Right. And it was like, you are going to go spend time in this terrible basement now. And it was not a clean bar. Like it was like, you almost have to yell at the chef through the chef's door. Like there was nowhere to order food. There was no wait staff. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the strangest thing. But Cool-est, there's an, on- bar. there's an authenticity to that. That's like part of the cool factor yeah yeah or it's just super hipster and isn't that, that what, yeah well how did we get here why is it that buyers need to be shown the property in its best light what what changed in the last decade that's staging because you know we make jokes it's like a lot of people think real estate agents all make a lot of money no you know who's making a lot of money the people selling things to real estate agents yes. Yes. Uh, or our stagers or our service this providers. episode is brought to you by the youtube for uh real estate video course no keep going. well it is brought to you by that but uh <laughs> where you know whether the house sells or not the stager gets paid yeah yeah they get paid. Yeah. It's a great business to be in as a photographer. Oh, Sta- yeah. Stager, yeah. Stagers are... But you are, have to love it. It's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of logistics and it's a lot of work. And I'm not taking anything away from what it is, mm-hmm. but I'm like, And honestly, like, providers. some people have a knack for it and some don't. Yes, agree. Like, I've seen staging that actually ruins the vibe of the properties. And Airbnb design is like a very lucrative business nowadays. And I've seen Airbnbs where it's like, this is an architecturally very beautiful space and you're weird leather couch that doesn't fit in the living Mm. room is ruining it and they just think like the space will sell itself i don't think that's the case like people want an experience nowadays and they're they are accustomed to pinterest and instagram where it's like i want to stay there because it's like different from my own home it's it's interesting it's a draw there's a there's this comedian on instagram and like cam on my team kept sending me his stuff and he basically does like walking things in New York and he's like, he's really funny. And one of his was like, you know, when you walk into a hotel now, they treat you like absolute gold. They put chocolates on, they put like anything you need. Mm-hmm. You walk into an Airbnb, it's like, hey, someone named Sharon's going to call you. The keys under the, the thing at the yeah. back, nothing works. Where, where it started, where everyone was like, Airbnbs are the future, hotels are not taking over. And now it's kind of shifted back. And even like people I know that are my age are like, I don't take Uber anymore. Mm-hmm. I've gone back to taxis. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird, like, I don't know. I don't know what my point is on this. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for I sure. was trying to tie this back into, okay, uh, what I was trying to tie it back into was like, is this a fad? No. No, it's here. It's sticking I think, around. I think like you have to, 
it's weird it's like a fine line between like overly staged and effortless like in a way oh, it, i don't know there's like no is, formula is for the it. best when when the buyer of the house goes hey would the seller uh sell any of their furniture to us that's happened to me a lot and they're like, oh, no, no, that's not the seller's furniture. This was staged. Yeah. They don't realize it was I will it sell staged. it to you at double market. I feel like that's uh, that's how you know you're winning, though. Yeah. Because it's like this. They don't know it's staged, they're like, but it is. Is it staged? So I had a um, a print that was a biggie quote. Mm -hmm. It was all a dream. And it's like nice type, all that kind of thing. And I know it worked because this guy actually ended up buying the property. And he's like, that's familiar. It's like an oddly familiar experience. And they're just, they feel at home because something there is like, this person is getting me. I'm not really figuring out what it is, but it's like, like a, it's like an under the hood lyric that you don't know right. is like the main lyric. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. huh. Um, And he was like, is that a biggie quote? And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and he's like, that's cool. <laughs> and he bought the place. So this is the next step that's going to be ruled out in our industry here in BC. We just, uh, last week on had him kim in and it was all about changing the rules in bc and everything so next thing staging staging is taking advantage of buyers staging is out toronto real no estate staging market, allowed right? yeah hey in bc they would do that They'd be like <laughs> you are misrepresenting the property you're making it look too good yeah this is not what you're selling <laughs> yeah but that's why it's like important to work with someone who's going to point that out because on the flip side as a buyer's agent you're like guys are you falling in love with the art, uh, the fact that they have a guitar and a recording studio, or is it the house that you like? Because that stuff doesn't come with the property. Like we'll, you have to be very mindful. We'll of that. actively tell our buyers, yeah. like, don't dismiss the house with the crappy photos. Yes, that's the that's best opportunity. That's how I bought my house. You yeah, want to go buy, yeah. Like those are the ones as a buyer, go see those because everyone else is getting like, um, again, not tricked. But they're like their eyes are going towards the one with the great first photo that yeah. looks amazing with perfect lighting, staged perfectly. There's another one that's probably the exact same lot size, yep. the exact potential, but not marketed correctly. Yeah, that's where I, if I'm a, I'm going there. That's uh, I feel like that is why I got my house and mm -hmm. why it was still on the market because the agent let me know she was like, I'm friends with these people, I'm basically doing it for next to nothing. Mm. So I don't know in 2013 when I bought my house which iPhone was out, but it wasn't the cameras that are on now and it was like lights barely on yeah they were not good pictures and i i mean do i blame the agent for taking the business i kind of do um just because you know i would have probably not taken that business and showed a home in that manner but i feel like i got hold that thought tom i feel like i got a very good deal mm -hmm. on a property that should have sold for more but of course i feel that way because it's my home now right yeah what I was going to say is percentage wise, what do you think you paid under what, like what could it have sold for if it was done correctly? It's hard to answer. More than the difference in commission. Okay. More yeah. than uh, whatever it would have been. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was particular to a buyer though, because I wasn't looking at, my wife was the one looking at the home going, mm -hmm. this is a beautiful home. I was looking at, I want to be within these four square blocks. Right. So we met perfectly there because we looked at the one down the street um, that eventually ended up selling, um, and it just was not, not the house, right? So mm -hmm. we, she was totally tied into like, the second she walked through that door, I actually didn't let her see the property. I was like, we're not going to look at that home because it was so high priced. And then we bought it like the day after the price reduction. <laughs> as soon as it dropped price, I was like, okay, we're going to go see it because now it's in our range. And then we walked in and I was like, this is so much better than the photos. Yeah, it happened the photos a lot. sucked. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't walk in and be like, oh, this is better than I thought. Mm -hmm. 
And then, then, uh, I'll tell you about this, Tom, because we've talked about this, about Tom being uh, too close to his transaction that he just recently sold. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but I got the, uh, we were negotiating and it was like, a th- the lady was just like, I need something out of you. The seller just wants something. She's like, sounds a ominous. thousand bucks. And I was like, oh, I know there's no other offers. I don't think I need to pay the thousand bucks. Right. And I was just like going into that whole, I'm going to let this. This is when you bought your thousand. house. Yeah. Okay. I was going to let this deal die for a thousand bucks. And then I was like, I am such a moron. I remember exactly where I was when I took the phone call. And I was like, I am such a moron right now. If I am going to turn up this, you know, I think it was a difference between 700 and 701. Mm-hmm. Right. And now that house is one seven, one six five, one seven. So I don't know. I just I almost let my brain get in the way to be right mm-hmm. and to win. So I'm I'm glad you finally came to your senses, Tom, and sold your property. What do you think for you on the design and real estate side? So I know you've you've you 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 know the floor plans of the house that you will build one day with your slide, right? Yeah. Let's say like budget is a factor okay <laughs> okay like if you could pick a maybe not neighborhood but like a type of house right now in toronto that you would be like i'm buying that mm-hmm. within reasonable budgets and whatever is it a victorian is it the mix of old and new is it a fully new built house has to be on the west side of the street has to have a west facing on backyard. the west side of the street yeah okay the backyard has to be west facing okay nobody thinks about that that's interesting are you of hindu faith by any chance because that is a thing in hindu faith no i have heard about that though and i'm reading a lot more about it it has nothing to do with religion it's just specifically where the sun is and yeah. in the summer if you have an east facing backyard in toronto and your street is like north south you're not going to get a lot of sun huh. yeah in the summer which is why I have an east-facing backyard because the summer gets too hot. Well, if that's love... what you like, then that's fine. But yeah, for me, I totally. want the sun. Yeah. Um, and I think the ones that can have garden suite or laneway potential yeah. are like dreamy. Almost mandatory now, yeah. right? Like just for affordability. Affordability. I I just want to build everything. Like mm. I have a newer house and I want to renovate already because the builder put in stuff that I don't like. So mm. there you go. Yeah. Happens a lot. Um, but yeah, west facing backyard with laneway or garden suite potential. I really like New Toronto area for yep. that. Okay. Being near the lake. And I think one thing a lot of people don't think about is having a walkable spot to like coffee shops. I think you need to have like a coffee shop, like a small convenience store within like five minute walk where it's not a super busy road. And that's really a Toronto thing because that doesn't exist in the burbs. Well, where I am specific, you do not like my house is what you just told me. <laughs> I mean, we unless are... you have a lot that makes up for the fact, like I'm talking like if you have a shotgun style home, yeah, that's like yeah. very close to the neighbors. Sure. That's what I think it needs yeah. in my, that's what I want. Anyway. I mean, you guys are city folks too, right? Yeah. Like yes. this is, I was just actually, uh, I was chatting with Kim when she was here and I was like, after you ran upstairs and I was like, this is fantastic where you are now Mm. being this close to i mean last time i was here when we walked to the game like that is so cool i don't don't know if you want me to i'm not gonna (laughs) say where it well i think walking distance in toronto is is pretty good but it's like i'm downtown somewhere i feel like a lot of people could guess i mean i could (laughs) not a lot of houses downtown (laughs) i don't even 
I, I wouldn't be opposed to this lifestyle at all. Half of me is like, why are you even moving and not just renovating what's here? Yeah, I've thought that too. Right? Like it is so cool. Yeah. It makes a big difference when you can walk to like a restaurant. We, we Yeah, that's the tough part for us right now because we we financially put ourselves in a position that I can afford to buy the next house, which is the house. But the reality is if you look at like, I know the viewer can't or listener can't see this, but the, the living area here, the size of my couch, the actual things like on a checklist that I would want in a house, I have most of them. Your couch is gigantic. Yes. <laughs> that is like, it's oh, my best, you ask best what part I of the want house. in a house. It yeah. has to be able to fit an L shape. Isn't couch. it crazy that people will buy a one and a half million dollar home to fit in a $3,000 couch? Yeah. Isn't that like that is what ties people to properties? Yeah. And I, like the amount of, of homes that I've sold to, you know, older ladies that are downsizing and they're like, my hutch won't fit here. I'm like, that 1980s particle board hutch needs to go in the goddamn dumpster. <laughs> and they're like, no, it is the thing that guides them towards maybe Make them feel like a, a house. Yeah. Maybe, the whole, or maybe that's home. what it is. Maybe it's what makes them feel like a home. But it's like you just made a way worse real estate transaction. Mm hmm. Because to feel good. End user real estate is not transactional. It's emotional. It always will be if you have a person living in the property. Like if that person buying is living there, like they have an idea of who they are when they live there and the things that they want to do. And like I have clients right now who like brewing beer and mm -hmm. they need a spot for that. And it's like, it's so interesting to learn these things about people, mm -hmm. but you can't just buy any property with that in mind. I had one that was... Um raising bees in his backyard yeah like how I'm cool like, i don't know if that's super cool or you're, all your neighbors are gonna hate you <laughs> i'm not bees. sure which one that is but they'll get a lot like, of honey i need he's like i need this much space it actually has to be this far away from fence lines and yeah. all this craziness i'm like about I thought of that like probably seven years ago um i was helping these people and there was a bit of a language barrier so i was communicating with the son mm -hmm. They spoke English? Uh, they did not speak English. <laughs> I was going to say, because you can barely speak English. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't because of the same language. Anyways, um, English is my only language, and I'm you know, not just good. trying to get by on it. Um, but they only wanted to face south, and they're like, the, the son was telling me only these condo buildings facing south. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, we end up getting them them place and it's great and then after they invite me over to like show me the you know they're all set up and whatever and the sun's there and i i'm watching the parents and they're looking out and it's looking at the toronto island airport essentially mm -hmm. and they're like staring at the planes and i'm like to the sun, I'm like do they like planes they're like yeah yeah the, the only thing they cared about is watching the planes land oh that's so sweet wow like what like but like i wish i had known that but there was yeah. a bit of a language barrier but that was never brought up it was just this and this is what i'm like okay that's what you want let's go get it worst uh, filled out field on my data input in my entire board area direction. What, yeah. Like almost all, it's not Nobody a mandatory right. field. Yeah. No, it's just not a mandatory field. So it's always fronting blank. on yeah. the what side of the street, but it's confusing because you think street. Yeah. Like, is it balcony, is it backyard, the... front yard? Yeah. Yeah. You have to look at it on Google maps, like aerial view. Mm. And then that will tell you like, is there a train track nearby? Is there a power line nearby a busy street? Those are very important. And I think a lot of people forget to do that. Yeah. Like a lot. Forget it. They don't even know to do it. Or yeah. even didn't even have the opportunity Not to last... make that a criteria in the last two years because yeah. the oh, there's yeah. so many other things that... They were like, does it have a roof? Can I offer on it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. That was it. Right. I remember growing up, we grew up in a semi-detached house and it was like a nice 
little house. So it wasn't anything big or anything. And I had cousins that would come stay with us and they had, they were in like this real, like brand new built, like I like Pickering, Pickering or Ajax, mm -hmm. nothing wrong with living in Pickering or Ajax. Um, but they would come to our house and we had this little tiny back room that was like literally the tiniest room with a little TV and we'd sit back there. I remember our cousins always telling us how much they love coming to our house and their house was five times the size of our house because it felt like a home. Cozy. Is that cr like interesting? Like, so it wasn't that this house was more, it was newer, it was better. Like to some people, none of that matters. Yeah. It's like, I want this, to, like we had radiators. And they love the fact that we could put our like mitts in it in the winter. Yeah. Like you come in with wet socks, ra radiators. radiators. He makes fun of me for my pronunciation. Anyways, so, sorry. Uh, I call them rads. Yeah. Right. So those are those. I mean, we don't have it. So that's uh, water heating. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you don't have central central heating, right? It is so strange coming here, seeing how old the properties are. Yeah. It is so strange. They're cool. They got our history. oldest properties, maybe nineteen forties, mm. maybe, right? And really. Even the 50s. I mean, they're starting to tear down houses made in the late 80s hmm. in my market just because we have such That's when a... this was built. This Where we are right now is a 1980s. They built these. Mine was 1912, but it was like fully gutted to the point where it's now considered a new build because of that's how much it was gutted, I think. Did you have to pay HST? No. Shh. Okay. Let's not talk about no, that. No, but I could have. <laughs> no, sometimes there's like a re or there's a, a rebate. I, I chose yeah. not to because I don't think the developer knew that or yeah. didn't apply yeah, for it. Yeah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm not listening. CRA, I was nice. sorry. What? I was nice to the developer. No, okay. Okay. It's okay. cool. a developer's problem, not hers. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah totally. No problem. <laughs> so I don't know what else to say about design because this is not my. Forte. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> let's maybe let's maybe make something actionable from a real estate agent's point of view mm -hmm. right either i know okay my favorite question to ask mm -hmm. is like what is it about you what is it about your current home that you love or past homes that you've lived in that you loved because there's things like i've heard stories about like a cherry tree someone grew up with a cherry tree in their front yard so if they find a property for you with a cherry tree, you're gonna love that property, yeah. especially if it's meeting all your other requirements. So asking like really, it was, Nolan talked about that with his client wow. onboarding quiz, mm -hmm. asking those like really insightful questions. As soon as he was talking about that, I looked at you and I could see you being like, yeah. yeah. I took so many pictures. <laughs> yeah. It's all emotion, right? Yeah. It's so not what Tom and I have. I know. We don't have emotions. I have emotion. I just, I suppress it. Oh, okay. I push yeah. it all the I way say down. I say, yeah, I just don't believe in them. It's like left brain versus right brain. But I think that's like important in, in what you're like, investors should, I should probably not say this, but I feel like an investor reaching out to me, it's like, you you might not want to work with me as an investor. If you're just if you a just number. If you just care about numbers. But I will say there's like a, there, it, I just, I don't know how to quantify how much more you can get when you really pay attention to the experience and the design. I don't know how. Maybe I need your help with that. Well, I think the main thing would just be like, there's, there's data from like NARA, which is North yeah. American real estate, and they, and they've said for a long time that staged properties, and let alone good staging versus not staging or minimal. Here's how: Do you ever sell for six percent more? Do you ever have clients that refuse all that stuff? Um, I, I've never gotten someone to the stage. Like, I think we figure out early on that 
it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, because I would say, I mean, because I do track differences in, in, like, for instance, I offer different marketing packages depending on what the buyer or or what the seller wants to pay. Because some people are just, some people want the best price, other people want the lowest commission, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. So I offer them different options, but I track the difference between the higher level of marketing and the lower level of marketing. And I can tell you when my own clients, use the higher level of marketing, the property sells for two and a half percent more. Yeah. Right. The problem, which is more in their pocket than the difference. Which in is the... usually the difference in the, in the fee structure is just over half a percent. So they're probably netting 1.9% more, mm-hmm. but there are those people that can't remove themselves from the cost. So they take the lower money just, which is silly, obviously, yeah. but now I have tracked those. So I can every I single year and it's, <laughs> It's now, yeah, you're like, I, I feel the difference. Um, <laughs> but every single year now for 10 years, this is my 10th year offering two different marketing packages. Okay. Every single year, uh, except for maybe one year, the difference was 2% or more. What yeah. percentage do your clients normally choose uh, versus cheapest option versus highest option? It's definitely most years, it's about 80% choose the higher option because they understand. Mm. Um, the weird thing is when the market goes south, you should be ramping up your yeah. marketing and not, and that people pick to go the other way. Yeah. Right. Like if you're going to use a low fee brokerage, do it in the high market, <laughs> do it in the good market. Yeah. Don't do it now. And then people do that backwards, mm-hmm. right? They're absolutely like right now you need all of that marketing and all of that professionalism. So if uh, there's nothing wrong with using those other models, but if you're going to do it, analyze which market you're in and if it's going to pay to your right. if it's going to work to your advantage right mm-hmm. cuz right now if you go in without the marketing good luck to you right I and agree. in your case that's mostly staging and feel right yeah what's your pet peeve about not just design but like right now Toronto real estate what do you what's uh what's bugging you i uh, i feel like i say it a lot though just bad design? No, I think like, I think you're <laughs> first. Housing. You know that app I was showing you yesterday with, it's like, it's literally like Tinder for real estate. Yes. But it's, yes. you look at one photo and then you choose if you want to swipe left or right. Genius. Yeah. But your first photo matters. And that's the the only photo that shows on the prospect the, the key photo, the first yeah, one. And yeah. people choose the worst key photos. Like I don't see how a, I, I know there's some people who want to see what the condo building looks like, but that's, that's like a secondary thing in my opinion. The front of the condo building is always the last photo on my condo yeah, listings. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. But those are still like the majority of the listings showing the front of the condo building as the first photo. And it's useless. I don't hate that because there are buildings that I like and don't like. So okay. if I see the front of the building, because I mm-hmm. usually But it's not helping sell it. Yeah. Think think of a you know yeah, the yeah, other yeah. perspective. Yeah. Like you can see, you can still see it on the last photo. And if it's a, a house, yeah. so so here's the here's the thing, right? It's like some houses, if it starts with the inside photo, you might think like, oh, the outside's not very good. But mm-hmm. I think you're still going to click if the inside photo looks good. Yeah, but what, if it's a Victorian gorgeous click. house, yeah, it course. needs to be the outside photo, yeah, like, right? If you have a great curb appeal, whatever's yeah. better. I actually like testing it on Instagram stories, and I've seen you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I ask people. Yeah, which photo do you like better? And then if you have a good sample size, that's a pretty good answer for who's going to click on which photo and that's the one you should use all right would Market you do research. that for me on your uh, instagram because nobody would answer me. you just yeah. tag me in your thing and i'll share it on mine <laughs> yeah but yeah that's my pet peeve awesome are we gonna wrap here tommy yeah you've got an appointment to get to my friend in a little bit i do um 
actually do some business other than just podcasting these days. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And the Fraser Valley, you won't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll stay here. I have a question actually, really quick. What if like a Toronto agent went to a market where that type of, like, is that why they say Toronto agents are aggressive? Just like with the marketing and the staging? Or I often think that if I were able to or wanted to go to a smaller market in my province, Mm -hmm. I think I could take over that market very quickly. Yeah. Just because the level of, um, it, the smaller town you get to, the level of service that we have Expected. had to provide to get the business yeah. is so much greater. Yeah. Um, I won't dime this person out, but Tom and I have a very good friend whose brokerage came to him from a small town and said, you have to use, stop using social media. It's not a fair advantage to the rest of your people in your brokerage. I, I feel like I get that. Like some, I've family looking outside of toronto and i get like a weird vibe that they were not welcome <laughs> like very like i feel like it wouldn't go over well hmm. oh you going into a smaller market i agree yeah but the competition is not my problem yeah right? i think competition is healthy it makes it's everyone better for sure healthy and it's going to bring the best consumer experience yeah the thing is you're going to take over all of it now when you do get to small towns this is where the competition bureau stuff kicks in there are they will just not show your property, but then you have to be so good to take that over, right? Like they mm-hmm. do not like disruptors in small towns because it's more of an old boys network than our current one is, right? So once you actually start um, putting in those marketing pieces, I mean, it's gonna, it's also going to improve uh, that whole marketplace. But mm-hmm. the thing is, too, is small towns, and please, I, please don't hate me. Small I know BC is different. <laughs> Uh, small towns in Ontario, there are agents that have um, a lot of market share and they double end a lot of their yeah. listings. And it's because they're, it's not just because they're trying to get double the commission, but it's because they, they legitimately have the market share and, and yep. they have the buyers and the sellers. In Toronto, good luck trying to even double. Like, I, I don't do it. I don't, I don't like the vibe of it. So yeah. if I have a listing, I'm just on the seller side. But good luck even trying to do it it's difficult we should there's so many other agents yeah we should probably try and find someone from a small market in bc that because i I mean just doing my tour through bc a couple weeks back it was crazy how i see the again they do the same thing one sign Mm -hmm. it's the whole town is one sign i'm like there might only be one agent in that town so now how are we doing this whole no limited dual agency thing Right? Is everybody... Oh, for those people, yeah. Because who's a buyer work with? Mm-hmm. Right? The The rule in BC is uh, limited dual agency is allowed if it is basically impossible to get a second realtor to the property. Well, what is impossible? You can fly somebody in on a helicopter, so why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. That's how crazy it is. There has been requests for exemptions to, to the limited dual agency ban. And they have all been denied to my understanding. Really? I think it just matters what the consumer wants. Like if that's what the consumer is asking for, then shouldn't they be allowed to have it? You'd hope. That's not the, in uh, hope. BC. The government, our uh, government will protect the buyer. They're not smart enough to do it themselves. But the buyers are over 18. Yeah. <laughs> nanny state, nanny state. Careful. It is, uh, it, I mean, I think we should be fully capable of protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And... Um, our provincial government thinks otherwise. They would rather take away your ability to make well, your own choices. Because every two weeks to a month, there's a negative news story that has to do with real estate and, and 
like everything, if you are the one that is the loudest and you grab the most amount of yeah. attention, then yeah. policy changes will be made based on that. Yeah, policy change is the easiest thing for the government to do anywhere rather than actually address the problem, which is affordable housing, right? And making it because they can't fix that problem, basically. Yeah. Well, they haven't yet. Yeah, or they have not proved to yet yeah. at this point. Final thoughts, words of wisdom? Stage your houses. Stage your house. <laughs> yeah, stage your house. I would agree with that. I'm going to continue to work on maybe i can introduce no more five, tables five as beds oh, and boxes last question virtual staging has come a long way mm -hmm. and in certain circumstances where a property is tenanted and you can't stage it and you can yeah actually looks okay yeah i've heard of creative solutions where you can put like an easel with a printed copy of the virtual staging in person because it's not necessarily the photo and like if you make it obvious it's virtually staged online that's fine in person, people need to understand like what would go where. So mm. if you have a printout, mm. like a large scale printout of it, then it's like, okay, I see that this is this corner. So right. I just virtually staged a property because it was vacant. Mm -hmm. um, and the, she looked pretty good. The practice is put the virtual staging next photo after yeah. that one, Empty. exact same photo. Yeah. So they understand. It's very clear. Right. Yeah. Yes, there. All right. That was fun. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Where this can is... people find you online? Meet Miranda. Just Everyone. anywhere. Links down below in the description. And I'm going to challenge you to take what you've done on TikTok and put the design. Because we can't all be numbers idiots like me and Tom, right? We can't all be people trying to make decisions about the best time to buy and sell based on price. So mm -hmm. I want to see you on YouTube. And I will be on YouTube. Showing. Because I know... Uh, like my wife would way rather listen to what you have to say about real estate than me. Yeah. And I think that's a big demographic. So yeah. you should do it. I'm doing a lot of studying. So I'll get on. <clears throat> Thank you. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, if you've been listening and watching because uh, we always at the very end of our episodes ask you to actually subscribe and like. Oh, we forgot. Again, this, <laughs> this is, is like, it's literally never going to change. Episode 17 and we <laughs> forgot like and subscribe. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, please like this video. Give us a thumbs up. And uh, subscribe if you're an hour in. I would. I mean, if if you're here at this point, you probably already did those things. Is the reality. So but if you, you haven't, and, and especially if you're if you're listening on on audio, if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps uh, other people just see what the show is all about. Yes. And we love your honest opinion uh, as long as it's five stars. And then if not, <laughs> if, then just don't go there. Yeah. Then lie and say it's five stars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for watching another episode. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate it. That was awesome. So fun.